0: Welcome to Chew on That. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church in Green Bay. And you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening at Life Church in Green Bay. And it happens to be week five of the Becoming Jesus People series. And it's our friend Sean Hennessy who taught the message. If you've not heard it or seen it, like find your way over to YouTube or to the Life Church app or lifechurchgreenbay.com and and, and find it. It's really a message worth hearing, as they all are, but it's a, it's a really fantastic message. But we're going to talk, assuming that you've you know, experience the message whether in person or online. Joining me today is my friend Keith Archquette. Hi, Keith. Hey, thank you for having me back, and so soon, yeah, so soon. Like, I mean, well, I mean, like, you're kind of a big deal, ah, so. I wouldn't say that, yeah, I would definitely say that. So, we were we were just gonna um jump into this uh message, which uh, the root scripture verse is uh, Galatians 5 22 and 23, which reads. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And I thought maybe I would, um, I would jump out uh, the gate um, with something that I talked about last night um, at uh, our downtown service. Uh, it's the end of this thing. Uh, against such things, there is no law. And so I just want to start off here because this uh, resonates with me because uh, whenever I try to be on a diet, like I don't want to know the things I can eat or the portions that I can eat. Like, I just like, don't even tell me that. Like I could have a half of a cookie or a quarter cup of something or a handful of some things, right? Like, tell me what the things are that I can eat all of that I can have, right? Carrots. Just, right. Carrots, Carrots, celery, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. So give me that list. Tell me the list of that. I, 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 ju- I just did. Oh, yeah. So that's the vegetable of the spirit. That's a different uh, translation of the Bible. So, um, but like, I feel like uh, my personality is one where I just like, don't tell me what I, you know, I I can't get into details. Tell me what I can eat an endless supply of. Mm -hmm. And so what this verse tells me or the thing I pulled out of this yesterday listening to Sean was this notion that like, as long as I stay in these things, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. As long as I stay in those things, I can eat as much as I want. I can eat as much as I want of those things. There's no other commandment I need to be worried about. There's no other like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? Am I in line with God's will? Am I going to be saved? Am I going to go to heaven? Like, I don't have to ask any of those questions as long as that's my diet. Mm. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self Control. I'm sorry. I'm all hiccupy all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: it's a, uh, it's an interesting list, right? So, uh, I, I liked how you said uh, no other commandments I have to worry about, um, and and so maybe like some people's red flags went up, like whoa, 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 yeah. There's like there's like ten of them that are really really important, yeah. um, but you can't you actually can't cover those if you're null and void of those. That's it, right? Like the the, the commandments they don't work yeah. if you don't have the list that you said right there, you know? So it is impossible to have those other commandments come true in your life. If you don't have the fruit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I I mean, like, I just feel like I can't, if I'm doing these things, I couldn't possibly do the things that line up as sin. Like not even just the 10, right. But like in the, everything that, you know, the Bible tells us is like, this really disappoints God or God hates this or God, whatever. Right. Those that, I mean, the list is bigger than 10. And so like, if I'm living in these things, you know, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I can't possibly be love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, something in self. I, I can't do that and be mean to people driving down the road. Or I can't do that and take something right. from somebody. I can't love you. Right. I can't be gentle. I can't be like, you know, if, anyone. if
1: you're doing those things to people, you're not loving them. Right. You know, so you're, yeah. you can't even get out of gate one. You right? can Yeah. The, yeah. the, the first one right out of the gate, if you're not loving right. people, boom. If you're not doing that, the
0: rest of the commandments are useless. Right. You know? That's why I feel like there's mm-hmm. you know, so, so often in the Bible, like, you know, they talk about how God is love and Jesus is love and yeah. to be a Jesus person or a God person, like you just got to start with love. And I feel like, or love covers a something, something of sin. I forget what the word is. A plethora, probably not a plethora. A magnitude but I think of it, sins? It, what did you think of it? A magnitude of a, sins? A magnitude of sins. Yeah. yeah. That's like plethora. I feel like those are yeah. some. No, I, I think that works. Yeah, yeah. But plethora is not a scriptural word. I, I, don't I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> love covers a multitude of sins mm-hmm. because not because like, I, if I just love, I, that means I can steal things or kill people. That's it's just that I wouldn't steal things or I wouldn't kill people if I love them. And so this idea sometimes gets reduced when people are like, Oh yeah, I get you. Your Jesus thing is all about love, but there's justice too. Well, certainly there's justice, but like to get to the point of justice being meted out justly like first I have to like get through the game and the game is I just got to love. Right. And so if everything I do, I say, is this something a loving God would approve of? Or is this something a, lo- a loving guy would do? Like, would a loving guy do this? Would a loving guy, you know, uh, say that, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, I feel like, I just feel like it's a big deal. It's a big deal uh, to, to our walk and, and understanding like how the whole thing works. It's not, some people just try to dismiss it. And I don't think it's dismissible. If, it, if, if, if anything you're doing in your faith, in your religion, doesn't include love, that's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That's, that's very wise.
1: Uh, very keen you to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, loving people. Loving people is really actually like a rather simple thing. Right? It's simple. Simplicity of just loving people. Liking people. Now that's Mm -hmm. where we, 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 we exchange those two words, like, and love as if they're the same
0: or like is a little bit less than love. Like I like you first and then I love you. So we're all fourth graders, you know, trying to woo a girl.
1: Well, God tells me that I don't necessarily have to like everybody, but I have to love everybody. Yeah. So it's like, I have to love everybody, but I don't have to like what you're doing. You know, I don't, we don't have to be best friends. Um, We don't have to kick it on the weekend. Uh, there are just some people in my, in my world that I'm just not going to be friends with, you right. know, like that's just is what it is. But do I, not, do I not, do I not love them? Now, if I say, no, I don't love them. That's the, then there's a problem. Right. No, I love these people. We're just not friends. Right. You know, we just don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Um, some people could even be toxic to you that the, the Bible says I have to love them. I have to love onto them, but I don't have to like them. Yeah. Now, they never says, I have to like them.
0: Yeah, or you have to surrender to them, right? Like, you have to relinquish control to them, or you have to, because I know there's a lot of people out there that have been hurt by people, and you're like, there's no way I could ever love that person again, or whatever. And I I totally get that. But what you're talking about there is more like, I can never like this person again, right? Like, we're still called to, like, I didn't mean to say, like, we're still called to love them. Yep. You know, love and, and like, yeah, they're different yeah. things. And you can do that from a distance. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you, you can don't, absolutely, You don't yep. have to like immerse right. yourself in someone's life to, to mm-hmm. love them. Right. Yeah. You know, but again, we always, th- when we think about love, we always think of the, the, you know, the Greeks didn't have just one word for love. They knew that it was a much more complex thing than just, right. you know, English just has mm-hmm. the love. Right. So there's, you know, uh, there's a ethos kind of love. Yep. Why don't I know what these mm-hmm. words are? And, and the one that sounds like agave. Yeah. But it's agape. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but like, we always think of love as being like, like almost romantical, just like, that's our first reaction to love. And so, and that means intimate, right? Like I need to, if I love you, I'm intimate with you. Maybe not just like in a physical, sexual way, but like, we're like, like you say, we're boys, we're tight. We, you know, I know everything about you, you know, everything about me. And, you know, that's a kind of love, you know, but like, like love for me means I need to care about you as much as I care about myself, and so I'm not going to do something that hurts you, even if you've hurt me, or right. even if you don't deserve right. it, or even right. if you deserve worse. I'm not going to do something that hurts you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep something from you. I'm not going to. Uh, um, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you, even if you've hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you. I don't, I don't got to like you, right. but I absolutely have to love right. you. Yeah. I'm not going to let you keep hurting me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to keep you at arm's length mm-hmm. for sure, but I'm not going to like, you know, try to figure out a way to get vengeance or how to get back at you right. or like repay your crap with more crap.
1: So it's interesting you say that because then as, as this list progresses, um, if we take it in list form, right. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentl- gentleness, and self-control. If we take this in list form, almost like a, like a, like a treasure map, Hmm? like first stop here is love. Right. So we've, we talked in detail about the love portion of it, but can I have the others without the love? Yeah. No. Can you have joy without love? I don't believe you can. No. Can you have peace without love? I I don't believe you can. Can you
0: have peace without joy and love? Right. So it's progressive. It is a progressive. It's like a chain of events. Yeah. It's like when you, when you're shopping for something and like there's the base model and then the base plus is all the things mm-hmm. in the base model. Plus it has this. Yeah. And then there's the base ultra, right. Which has all the things of the base, the base plus, and now these added things. All weathered floor mats. Right. Yes. Uh, like yeah. LED lights. Yes. You know, yeah. 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 I get that. So I feel like that's, I, cause that's kind of like Sean, was Sean's angle yesterday mm-hmm. talking about that. They just, they compound onto each other. Yeah.
1: Um, but I, I, I personally in this list and I, and I think, I think Sean touched on this as well that, um, if you don't got the one, it, moving on to step 2 isn't going to work. Right. You know, cuz we got to get the one down.
0: Yeah, and this isn't this you know, I like the idea that you called it a list because it's if you if you're if you're married and you're a dude and your wife gives you a list of things to get at the store, here's the list of things, right? And so, you don't go and say, well, you know, I'm just going to grab the oranges, right? I got you something off the list. So, this list is that same kind of list. Like, he's not just saying, you got to be one of these things. Pick one of these things and focus on that. It's the fruit of the spirit, not the fruits of the spirit.
1: It's like going to the store and buying specifically for a single dish that requires... A handful of ingredients without one of the ingredients, the dish doesn't work.
0: That's it. Mm -hmm. And so like so when we think about like when the Holy Spirit blesses us, or what is a life lived in God and God's love and in God's pursuit, what does that look like? It's saying it looks like this. Not, you know, if you have love, you have God, which I mean, okay. But like you have to have all these things. All these things are the fruit of the spirit. Like a combination or the culmination of all these things. That's the fruit of the spirit. Not just one of these things. It's not a tree with a bunch of fruits Mm -hmm. on it. Right, it's the whole orchard of all the trees and all the fruits, you know. And so I love that he—I just love that he talked about that, um, and how he started uh, talking about Lego sets. Right, he talked about how his kid was uh, really big on Lego and has all the Lego sets, and you know, he got him like he bought him like the Death Star, the Star Wars Death Star, and. One thing that occurred to me about that while he was talking was this idea that if you've ever built a Lego set, like if you don't have those instructions, oh. <laughs> you're like yeah. screwed. Especially like, the Star Wars ones. Yeah. Right. You're just like, yeah. there's just no way. You yeah. couldn't possibly just look at a picture and put it together. Like there's it's one thing to say, I'm going to put together this patio chair. I'm pretty sure I can figure this out without the instructions, which by the way is stupid. Always read the instructions. Cause you might get something put all the way together, even like with like, like with Tools are with like pieces that like, once you've got them in, you can't take them back out again mm-hmm. without breaking it anyway. And then find out that you missed a whole, anyway. Absolutely. But that can happen in Legos. Of course, with Legos, you can take it back apart, and but you're still losing time. My point was, as he was talking about this as a way that to say that you, you need the instructions to do it. And if you don't have the instructions, what would be nice if you could do it with someone that did it before? Like if you could put together the Death Star with someone that had already put together the Death Star, you know, then, I mean it's going to be easier for you, especially with the instructions. Now I've got instructions plus the experience of this person has done it before. He knows that I know it says here in the instructions that it's this, but like, make sure you're reading that for what it says, because that's not a off gray, that's light gray. And that's the wrong piece. If you're going to use the off gray instead of the light gray and like right. blah, blah, blah. So it makes me think of our walk, right? That like, if you think you could do this thing of faith without instruction and without companionship or without help, you're like, you know, Tom Hanks, right, on an island trying to figure trying to figure it out. Like you're just by yourself. You're completely isolated. And there's no way that you could ever that you could ever get that done. And so, you know, in our faith we find that the instructions for many of us and oftentimes, most times, come to us from God's word. But then that companionship is also a big important piece because there's someone around you in a Jesus circle that have built the Death Star before and they know about the off white or the light gray or the, they know about these pieces. And so they can say, Oh my gosh, when you get here, like use this piece instead, you'll find that it's going to be much, much better. And so relying on the experience of someone else, I mean, this is what church is for. Like too often, I think we think church is like uh, a box with the check As Oh God has a big punch card, right? And he wants to make sure that you've punched more holes and you haven't. So if you have a majority of punches, then you get to go to heaven somehow or right. something. When in fact, church is a way for us to like be re-evangelized, right? Like, you know, not everyone, um, you know, needs to be saved every week, but like, we all need to be re-evangelized every week. We need to like reconnect and we need to reconnect, not just with God through his word and in our worship and in prayer, but like corporately with other people and to be able to lean on them and not just say hi to them or high five in them and get out of the building, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Church, uh, church for me isn't like where I get, I would say filled up. It wasn't, isn't where I, I, uh, I get filled up spiritually. It's where I check in. Um, church, uh, motivates me to go deeper in the word. Um, when sermons are spoken, um, I, I'm definitely the guy that goes back and and reads the stories that they they're pulled from. Um, but that's not where I'm only getting fed. Right. I come to church, uh, fully fed um I, my the reason i go to church is for companionship it's uh yeah it's for the community of it um it's not my only time i read the bible it's during the week it is absolutely not that uh, i do that uh you know monday through saturday sunday i'm checking in sunday i'm getting something new to ponder on to uh, start another week of studying to start another week of uh perusing in the book, yeah, um, like how Pastor said this week, uh, mining the, the 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 book right for those nuggets. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, it, the getting filled up. No, if if church for me, if it was check off a box, get a little bit of a little bit of scripture, a little bit of fill up, and then leave. Um, uh, I would be I'd be starving if I only ate yeah. once a week. I'd be starved. Yeah, just malnutrition and starved. Yeah. So uh, for myself and, and I, t- I tell this to as many people as I can, Hey, you should be, you should be feeding throughout the week. And then on Sunday we can celebrate God together um, as a, as a group of human beings. Yeah. Like I what church you. is. Right. A group of uh, my church is my family. They, they're they the people that are closest to me in my life.
0: Um, not cause they have to be, but because I want them to be. Right. And that, and that table right. Has, has no end. Right. right. Like the, I mean, like not everyone's going to be your bestie. We talked about that, but like, certainly that family, you know, that, that's gotta be open to everyone that's willing to sit down and join. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. and so like, I feel like th- for me, that's church. Like I, I, like, I love my church family so much that I want my church family to be as, um, as many people as I can get my arms around, Yeah. you know, cause I, there's so much hope and joy, that I find in my faith that I want everyone to experience it the same way that I experience to the depth that I experience it. And that, um, you know, when I think about what, what God told us to just fam- famously downtown, we've got a, you know, like a, a three word, you know, mantra, right. Where we need to love, love and go. We need to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind and soul. We need to love our neighbors as ourselves. Even the ones we don't know or the ones we don't like. And we need to go into the nations and make disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the father, the love son, and the Holy spirit. Love it. And so, like, that's what I'm called to do, you know, and that may also be progressive. I know that I need to love God with all of my heart, mind and soul before I'm even able to love my neighbor as I love myself, even the ones I don't like. And I need to be, I need to love God so much and love my neighbor so much that I'm going to go and make sure that they understand Jesus the way that I understand him. And so everything else is extracurricular for me. Like, it's not not important, right? But it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm not on the badminton team, right? Like, it's I don't need to be on all the teams. I don't need to be in all the extracurriculars and have my picture with all the groups in the yearbook, right? But I know for sure that these three things, that's what Jesus specifically told me to do. Do these things, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as you do these things, again, you know, you'll obey all the commandments if you do these things. So we were talking, I just wanted to get this out there before everyone thought I was an idiot. I don't know, before we can move on to the next point. So like the different types of Greek love, not, <laughs> not ethos, Right, it's Eros. I don't know where Ethos is, but the agave ones that one. Nope, it's agape, (laughs) and then there's Philia, uh, which is um, so because we know Eros, I mean, that's pretty clear. The Eros is like sexual attraction and that sort of thing. Agape is, um, or agape could be like platonic love, even though I mean. Those are different words that kind of mean the same thing. Like love just for love's sake. Like I just love you for love's sake. And then uh, uh philia is like this, like love between equals, like, like close and intimate and tight, but like without expectation or without someone's in charge. You know what I mean? And then there's, I don't know how to say this word, store, storge, store, J store, store, G.
1: It was at that moment in the show that he wished uh Sean was his guest this week. Yeah, that's true.
0: It's, it's s The phonetic is S-T-O-R-G with a long line over the E. So I feel like that's storgi, Storge. Storge. storge? Now, wouldn't that be like a different... Anyway, it means love, affection, and especially that of parents and children. It's a natural empathy like that felt by parents for offspring. Anyway, those are the types of love just before. Ethos is a thing. That's a word for sure. It might also be one of the musketeers. Like, is it ethos, porthos, and... Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, I one. thought it was a bottle of water. No, Three Musketeers? No, the ethos. Oh. I thought the ethos was like the air around us. I'm going to just go look up ethos real quick because it's going to bother me. Ethos. Well, what do
1: you want to talk about in the
0: meantime? Oh, shut up. Just I'm looking it up right now. Like it's going to take one second. It's on the internet. Oh, that's actually a website. Ethos means custom or character in Greek. Oh, yeah. That's not even close. Oh. Is, is it a water brand, though? Yeah. Well, no, it's an insurance company. Oh. Huh. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. Nope. Ethos Life. Yeah. Google. Athos. It's Athos, <sighs> Porthos, and somebody else. There it is. No, hang on. See, I got to complete this circle now. It's three all coming together. Musketeer. Three Musketeers. It's also a candy bar. I don't really like Three Musketeers. I don't really like chocolate. Now we can't be friends. I just don't have a taste for it. That's so weird. Really? Yeah. I just got these things in the mail. I don't even know what they're called, but they're, they're like the bottoms of a, of like a ice cream cone, like a graham ice cream cone, like where the chocolate is on like a Sunday cone, but it's just the bottoms. It's just those little chocolate filled tips. Oh. It's delightful.
1: I, I grew up a diabetic, so I just didn't need a lot of chocolate and candy growing up. And oh. I just don't really have a. I mean, there are times where I'll have a couple, a uh, couple Snickers or peanut butter cups, but those are very, mm. I mean,
0: my wife would tell you maybe, maybe a couple times a year. So you got to go into the gas station and grab a candy bar and you have to eat the whole candy bar. What do you go grab? If I have to, like if my blood sugar is low, being right, a diabetic I, don't care. I Someone am. Someone's holding the gun to your kid's head. I don't know. Something, uh, you got to go grab a candy bar. Oh man. Um,
1: gosh. Oh, maybe a Snickers then.
0: Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a Snickers is like a noncommittal, yeah. you know what I mean? It's got a little bit of everything, right? It's got You're like nuts pad. and caramel. I think there's no good in there. Mm-hmm. Right. And the chocolate, of course, I feel like that's like a, just, it has all the bases covered. Yeah. So right. it's not like, I'm not specifically a thing. You know what I mean? My son has a peanut allergy. Oh.
1: So like since, since he was born, uh, we just don't have peanuts in the house either. So, I mean, it greatly diminishes. I um, suppose. So like when, like Halloween or Christmas comes around or something, right. We separate the the candy pretty quick. And then, uh, me and my wife will
0: eat from here and there from the,
1: the, the no one had
0: nut allergies when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know what that, like, yeah. I don't know what happened. That's uh that's an interest. Yeah. 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 Maybe this, that's another, I, uh, that's a, that's another another, podcast. a whole nother podcast. Anyway. So back to Sean's message on becoming Jesus people and how there's this fruit of the spirit thing. Um, he talked about, um, he talked about agape, you know, the love, and he defined it as a love that, is affection, um, that has affectionate regard, goodwill, and benevolence towards other people. That that's really what it's about. And it's interesting because this agape thing, my friend, we were talking about our friend Adam Fritchkorn before we got started. Oh, because yeah. um, Adam Fritchkorn has um, uh, a business as well. Like he's, uh, he's part of our team downtown and he's part of the creative team here. He plays the bass and... He's got a glorious beard and oh, it's you know, magnificent! A beautiful wife and child. And oh, so yeah. anyway, uh, we were talking about Adam and, uh, but he, oh, he and I had a conversation before church on Sunday talking about communion. And he came across this notion that, uh, in the early church, you know, it wasn't called the Eucharist. It wasn't called communion. It wasn't called, you know, anything like that. It was called, uh, the love feast. And so he showed me a bunch of like, uh, research that he had done on this idea of love feast and it was also called the it was also called agape, where in the earliest church, like until the apostles all died, like church was always around a meal. Like you had a meal together. And at the end of that meal, you would also have the Lord's Supper or the agape or the love feast, right? Where you're like you've already had the community, you've already had people talking and teaching and sharing, testifying. And then you'd have the love feast where you'd, you know, repeat the words of Jesus, you know, from the first love feast. And I love that. I love that it was called love feast or agape. Like, I've never heard that word love feast before. Mm-hmm. And, of course, for me, I'm already thinking of, like, weird Woodstocky <laughs> 60s, 70s, sexual revolution love feast. Ooh, it's a love feast. the <laughs> Like, I just hate that, that, you know, that that's what that means to me. Like I hate that. I just, everything gets, I don't know, grossified (laughs) in my head. I don't know if it's just me or if it's everybody else, but I feel like I can't say love feast without cringing a little bit because it feels dirty saying it, (laughs) but like, I I love that idea. And I said, yeah, we're going to do that, Adam. In fact, we're going to do like whenever we do communion, everyone's just going to know at our community that when we have communion, like. Whoever needs to is going to stand up and say how much they love a certain something that God's done for them in their life or around them or in the life of someone that, you know, hey, I just love that God did blank, right? And we're just going to, like, toast God at this love feast. I like that. communion. part of communion. You know I like I mean? that. And so, but that goes back to this idea of agape. And this goes back to the idea of, you know, affectionate regard, goodwill, and benevolence towards everybody else. I need to know what's going on in everyone's life. Like, I can't not know. So when I think about this becoming more like a Jesus person, I, I, it's it's easier for me to walk that out if I know what's going on in people's lives. And it's easier for me to know what's going on in people's lives if I sit with them, if I spend time with them, if I hear them, you know, I, it's such a critical piece of this for me. And because you, you talked about how a church is your family. And mm-hmm. of course, there's not everyone knows everything that's going on in Keith's life. sure. You know? And But like the people that do, like those are the people, right? Like those are your agape. That's your, you know, agape team. And so... Like, I feel like church, like you should have at least, you know, this pocket of people we talk about, this group of people, this, hey, that reminds me. So, like, someone told me that we should stop using the word tribe of people. But, like, I don't know that I, like, I don't, I feel like... Are circling back on this? I just wanted to, we talk about it once before, this specifically? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like you're, Mike, like I'm a resident. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to feel that same way, Scott. What? No, no. Like, you're, <laughs> Do you really? Like, it's not like you're a token of it. No, nope. like, But like, like, listen to me right now. Like, we're going to have a serious, I took my glasses off. You can't see that he did that. But if you could see, that was a very dramatic moment in this conversation. <laughs> Growing up here in Green Bay. Oh, he took his glasses off. That was super dramatic. And he has his arms crossed in front of him. So he's in a very defensive posture. So the, um,
1: hey, whoa, 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 the first, first, first starters on that. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I've been told that before because I just like my arms crossed. Yeah. It's just comfortable right, okay. for just loosen my shoulders then, right? All right. Okay. Or w- sit. you sit with your legs crossed. No. I just like sitting with my legs
0: crossed. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. It means nothing hmm. other than
0: yeah. just feel really relaxed. All right. Real relax. Listen, this is important to me. Okay. Because maybe if I've got it wrong, you should tell me I've got it wrong.
1: Well, I don't know. I I, I don't know much right from wrong.
0: Right. No. But you know, if enough. you're convicted, I, I I'm suppose not convicted. Then I then what does it matter what anyone else would say? I don't know. But here's the thing. I want to talk about this for a second because a it. lot of us grew up here, mm-hmm. and not everyone's as old as me. I get that. I get that I'm older. Right. I was born in 1967, so you know 70s and 80s and 90s and everything else. Right. But there was this there was this way that I was taught. About other cultures. And I think that on the show, we've talked to, I've talked about how I grew up thinking that if I saw a, a African-American person, if I saw a black person, I just would have to assume that they're either really, really poor or they're a packer. And so they're oh. super duper rich. And so this idea that there's a, a, a black middle-class, was not something I was even aware of. Right. And so, th- and so growing up, you know, when I thought about uh, Native Americans or indigenous people or original people, or however you want to say it. Like it was like, there was like this stuff that I was taught without being taught it stuff. I was allowed to think without being corrected or whatever. And so like it, but the like I'm more learning more about it in my fifties than I ever did in my childhood, like stories that were never told to me, like stories, but truths, history that was never told to me, never shared with me. And so, like, there's things that I think that shouldn't be that big of a deal. You know, like, this shouldn't be that big of a deal. What's the big deal about that, you know? And so, like, I was always defensive about it. And I feel like along this line of agape, of being, having affectionate regard, goodwill, and benevolence, sometimes there's people, like, groups of people, peoples, that I need to have this affectionate regard, goodwill, and benevolence towards that I might have otherwise just disregarded because they weren't like me. They didn't live like me or look like me or dress like me or whatever. Right. And when I think about agape and I think about what Jesus was or what Jesus did, like he didn't, there weren't lines drawn at things like that, but there's such clear lines for me drawn. Like I don't feel like i act differently. So this is where now I'm back to conviction. Like, no, I'm not convicted. Like, yeah, find your pocket or your tribe. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah tribe. Right. Yeah. Like, that feels, I mean, it feels like, yeah, these are people that like, well, fiercely, like you, you put your back towards one another. Right. And you like, you, you know, like you circle up, like you like, it's my tribe. Your gang. Right. My posse. Your club. Right. And so like, I don't use any of those words, but then I actually don't even use tribe. Right. Like these yeah. are just my people. Right. I was watching the show uh, called Taboo. It was with uh, the guy that played Bane on Batman. I forgot that. <laughs> Tom guy's name. Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Anyway, he did something, and the, this this guy on the show was really mad because he was embarrassed in front of his society, and he meant like his circle of friends. You know what I mean? So, anyway, my point is, I just feel like I have friends. I feel like I'm friends with everybody. But if I'm if I'm saying something, I don't know that I'm saying then I feel like I'd be stupid. I would not be good willing. Or benevolent, if I wasn't open to being teachable about that, so that's why I asked the well,
1: question. Well, the very the very fact that you just asked, you just talked about this for uh, <laughs> for the last few minutes, you're you're definitely open and teachable, right? Um, you're into the street clean.
0: Yeah, if you're in the streets clean. There's not much else asked of you. Yeah, right. But like, I feel like that's, so I know it might feel like we're off topic, but I feel like we're dead center in the middle of this topic that I need to care enough about other people to like be empathetic to them or like be open to them. Like, I didn't mean that by saying that, well, it doesn't matter what you meant, you know, it doesn't matter what you say and how you meant it because it, it, it can be heard or felt right in a certain way. And I thought you were handsome without, with glasses. I think you're even more handsome without glasses. Oh, wow.
1: That's
0: that's kind of you to say. Yeah. Anyway, I think Keith thinks like I've got some issues. And so I, now I feel bad that I said that because we had this thing in staff meeting. He, like, can I tell you what Keith does at night when he's walking around his house? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> my point was, is that um, like I, I need to not just care about what my intentions are or how it feels for me. I need to care about how it feels for you. Well, do you? I feel like I do. Well,
1: if you, I, and this is it. This, this, this is, um, I'll just say it. If your question, if you do, do you? Like, isn't that the first red flag? That
0: no, say that. that say you, more
1: words. Then put more example in that there. You don't. I'm not following um, what you're saying. Generally, people uh, that have to repeatedly say something over and over are the people that don't believe it.
0: Um, if you have to keep saying it. Yeah. I'm not saying this isn't me and you talking. Yeah. This is me talking to an audience that says, if you're not doing that, you got to start doing that. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, if, if, if it's something that you don't really think about, I would guess it's probably ingrained. It's an action that you don't have to think too much about to, to perform. Right. Right. But if you consistently keep questioning, um, I'm not racist. I have a friend, you know, stuff like that. Then it probably, you, you, there's probably a sliver there that, People that people that don't have hatred don't have to say they're they they're not hate they're not hateful, mm. you know. Yeah. People that also t- love they generally don't have to prove it to the general public. The biggest the the, the ones with the biggest guns hardly have ever have to show them.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So now you now now you have me questioning again on that mm-hmm. other side of that. Then the the fact that that I feel like it's. Super important for me to show people love, mm-hmm. to treat people with love and regard and goodwill <laughs> and benevolence. I don't feel like I'm doing that to prove that I have love. I'm feeling because like that's how people feel loved. They don't feel love if I just hold love in my heart and I don't express it yeah. or I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I I mean, how would they even know? Yeah. They don't feel seen or they don't feel important. If I, I think sh- your actions will show it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my actions happen naturally. They don't yeah, have like, if, oh, I should totally. Exactly. And that's it.
1: Like if, if you have to think about doing it yeah. and then verbally say a oh, lot, I'm doing this because of love. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're if it's, right. a, if it's an automatic action, people, 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 people will feel it.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was, um, I recently, uh, sold, uh, we, last year my, I started, we started a business, my son and I, where he would clean bins Uh, trash bins, you know, to raise, uh, to earn money to buy a horse. And so, um, you know, we did it all of last summer and then I asked him this spring, if you want to do it, he's like, yeah, I don't think I can do that. Which is funny because he actually didn't really do anything. He would just sit in the car and do Pokemon go and I would go clean the bins and I just couldn't do that this year. Like I couldn't, I couldn't. And so I wanted to make sure that he was in and he said, "I I don't think I can do that. So we ended up selling the business, which is cool because like he made his money you know, and he has money in the bank for a horse and we could sell the business. Like, even though there's nothing really to the business, it's not like there's a, you know, a building it's, you know, it's a power washer, but a brand, right. And an idea. And so it was cool that we were able to sell this brand and idea. Anyway, so I was at this place where these people bought this. And so the woman that bought it was there and her son who's going to help her with that part of the business is there. And then his daughter was there. And um, like, I just, the little girl, she was three or four or something, right? Kept interrupting, right? To t- tell me something just like three or four-year-olds would do. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I have a Barbie with shoes. You know, it just like <laughs> just random stuff. But like I, like it was my reaction to her to like stop talking about business for a second and look her in the eye and just see her and That's hear That's important. Her. Right. And so like I wasn't doing that and then to say, this is because I love you according to right. the, the Agape. It's just the five. right thing to do. It's just the right thing to do. Yeah. And so... Sometimes there's just the right things that we should be doing that we're right. not doing. And, and then you have to ask yourself, why am I not doing that? In this effort to become more like Jesus, you know, what were the things that Jesus didn't do? And of course, without talking to him, we're not going to know for sure because all we've got is this limited account of the gospel. We get a pretty good sense of who Jesus was. And it seems like he would do anything to make people feel seen or loved or important that he wouldn't handle them. He wouldn't handle them. Like I feel like if they were handled. If you go back and look at the gospels and see how, you know, people were treated by people of faith or people, religious people. Like They were handled. They they weren't seen or loved or, you know, counseled or forgiven or healed. You know, they were handled. And if there's people in your life that you're just handling, then that's the thing you got to start questioning. It's worth questioning. Why am I reacting to this person this way? Is it because they've been mean to me? Is it because they're this color of person? Is it because they're, they're this economic value of person? Is it because... You know, those are the things that we talk about this. Like, why are you why are you different with these people than you are with your golf friends or with your white-claw girlfriends or whatever? You know, like why are you different with these people? Ask yourself that question. And if you're different, then you gotta get to the bottom of that. And because you're not supposed to be different. I don't think, you know, I'm not supposed to be different with anybody. I'm not supposed to be for me personally, I'm not supposed to be any different from with my people at church than I am with the people that. Hire me to shoot their pictures, right? Like I, right. I should be loving and kind and giving and Jesus to them, right? Life giving to them, and and that's a lifetime of practice. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I, as a listener, uh, I know where I'm at in in my in my journey. Um, it is far from where I was, but it's nowhere near where I'm gonna be. Right. Um, those things aren't aren't automatic what you, what you spoke of. Mm. Those are, those are very mature, uh, actions. And as a listener, I want to reiterate that some people are further along mm. than others and that's okay. You know, you don't have to be perfect at, at what Scott was saying right there from day one. Cause Lord knows I wasn't. Yeah. You know, that's, If, if there was a moment of of perfection where we've perfected this, then what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, we, we are continuously getting a little bit better today than we were yesterday. And that's what you're called on the the fruit of the spirits. Like if you don't get step one, the other ones probably won't fall in line, but don't quit because you don't have step one. Right. Yeah. There will be moments of peace and the moments of joy, moments of kindness. Um, but it's more of a motivation to say, when you do get a handle on these, and there'll be moments in your life where you will, um, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And you want to strive for those moments, right. but it's, you're never going to be perfect at it. Right. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah. I feel like you need to be like, like and if I painted a picture as if I feel like I am perfect or because I, you no. Know, yeah. Because I screw up.
1: But I, I would, I, I would, I would emphasize that, um, there are large moments of my day that I'm ashamed of, mm. you know, that I go and call to God and say, God, I really wish I, I hadn't thought like that. Yeah. You know, I was, I was an idiot. And then I look at where I was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and the things that I go to God now with for me are so small time, you know, there's small fries right. compared to where I was. Right. And so everyone starts somewhere and, and I really do believe that the, the fruit of the spirit these fruits, they they're a
0: collection and they're very advanced. Yeah, like that glove of Thanos. Yeah. The yep. galaxy crystals. The You got it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm not that kind of nerd. I don't know what it's called. But I yeah. feel like Thanos had a glove and there was like mm-hmm. a jewel in every knuckle, and you're you'll have ultimate power if you have all the jewels mm-hmm. in your knuckles together. And and there's gonna be moments here where
1: where you you won't have kindness, you won't have love. If you're anything like me, there'll be times that they're, it's tough to be kind. Times where there's no peace, there's no joy. Yeah, they're, they're far, few and far between now where I am in my, in my struggle. But there was, there was a day when I could have never imagined any of those things, let alone all of them simultaneously.
0: I feel like we talked about this, about how last week um, I was having a difficult week. I was feeling sorry for myself on a number of fronts. And I was supposed to be taking Abe to his horse lesson and um, I was walking out the door in a hurry as I always am. And I should be ashamed of that. I shouldn't always be in a hurry. I shouldn't treat my kids as though I'm in a hurry, you know? Anyway, so I was in a hurry. I was frustrated and he was like, I can't find my helmet. I'm like, what do you mean you can't find your helmet? I can't find my helmet. I think it's in mom's car. It's not in mom's car. Where's your helmet? And he's like, I, I thought you were going to, and like, that was a trigger for me. Like he thought I was going to like, I can't, I do, I can't do any more for you than I already do. And then I didn't talk it as calmly as I'm talking right now. Like I was like loud yeah, right? and I can be scary. Like as, as much as I'm, you know, soft or whatever, like I feel like if I'm, you know, anyway, and I spoke to Abe in such a way that like I didn't call him names or anything, but I, I spoke with quite a bit of color, you know, and it wasn't even the fact that we, you know, I mean, it's just a helmet, bro. You're going to be five minutes late for a thing because his helmet's at the other stables and we have to go pick it up. It's five minutes. Right. So, but I was willing to like, potentially like damage his relationship with me and his idea of who he is because of five minutes it would take me to you know, turn right off the highway instead of left and go pick up a helmet. Like the way I was speaking to him. And I know that this is progress for me because we were talking about how, you know, you're not, you're you're not going to start on square one, but you're going to get there and you're still going to do things that you don't like. And I hate that about me. I hate that. I, you know, can lose my temper and it's not, it's got nothing to do with him, but that's not what I, you know, typically what I would have left him with. I would have, you know, blue streak and, going on just sulked about it been mad about it right Dropped them off and not say anything to him or whatever like i feel like that's the dad that i was destined to be for a long time until i started understanding like who jesus wanted me to be and so like we didn't even get a quarter of the way there before i was apologizing like i couldn't stop apologizing like i i really used cruel language with you and this had nothing to do with you it had everything to do with this other stuff that's frustrating me and i'm sorry if i made you feel this way all i should have said was abe next time let's look for the helmet the night before. That's all I had to say. That was all he needed to know. He didn't need to be, you know, yelled at or cursed at or whatever, you know? And I feel like that's, when I think about the progress in my faith, that's what progress looks like for me in my faith. That I'm going to be humble enough to tell my kid, yeah, I shouldn't talk to you that way. You know?
1: The, 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 the great thing about being alive today is that you have a you'll continuously have opportunities to make right your wrongs Mm. every day. And the quicker, like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't no more than 10 minutes. You had already apologized. That's great. That's amazing. Um, I like to think I'm the same way, Mm -hmm. but I remember there were times where it would be days and days and days and weeks. And then I wouldn't even bring it up, but I'd I'd, I'd carry it, you know, gosh, the responsibility that we have to raise human beings, you know, I'm, I'm currently in the phase of teaching my children common sense, which it's common sense, right? Yeah. Where sometimes in my head, I'm like, really? You don't get this. This is just like, but they don't know common sense. Right. They have no idea of it. They, they need to be told, no, it's not cool to interrupt like that. You should not say that about people like that's, you don't think it is, but that's really mean. Yeah. And they just don't have common sense yet. And it's my job to teach them common sense. And what a responsibility that is. I think about early in my, in my, in my Jesus uh, journey, the, what seems so obvious to Keith, who's been with God for 19 and a half years, what seems so obvious today, I, I was clueless back then. And the world's full of people that are just getting on board here and the ones that are still haven't gotten on board here and we can't treat them the same. Right. You know, we, they're not held to the same benchmark as people that have been here a minute. Right. Yeah. I, I learned this, I, I learned this and I think it works. Um, if you, if you, if you have to tell, like, if you have to like have a moment with, with a child, get down on your knee and look eye to eye to them. Cause yeah. it, it's psychologically, I guess it means more. Um, so I've made it a point throughout my entire being a father that. When it's like important stuff like that, when it's correction, Um, and I I, I like to do it too when they're really excited about something, Um, not look down on them, yeah, but like get down eye to eye with it, right? Um, yeah, it. it, My kids, they're they're in an excited phase right now. They're very excited, and you know the the listening to everything is important because like there's gonna come a time when, when your son we'll have some big stuff to talk about. Right. And you need to make yourself eligible to right. hear the big stuff. Yeah. Right. And you're not going to be eligible if you're not listening to the small stuff right now.
0: Right. You Cause you, I mean, as parents, I think sometimes we think that, um, they're not going to remember this. They're going to forget this by tomorrow. Right. And so when you go pick them up, they're not even going to say anything about it. It's going to be like, it never happened, mm-hmm. but you're a fool. If you think that that's true, like you're a fool. If you don't think like, it just reminds me of the movie inside out, I think like the Pixar movie, right? Where now this is a memory that's going to get filed away. And they know that if those words come up again, or if this situation comes up again, they're going to pull that file, right? Their head without them even trying. And they're going to associate all these things to that. And so our job as parents is to make sure that that doesn't get filed away, like unresolved, right? Because I mean, now, now like a, you know, I'm taking them off track every time something like this happens again. Yeah. And you know, I love what you said about how you need to make sure that you're at eye level with your kid when you're communicating them with them about either either you know, teaching things or celebration things, right? Like I always hold my kid's hand when I'm talking to them. I don't need to make sure that they're seeing me. Like I would need to like make sure we're touching, mm-hmm. you know Because I never want correction to be associated with uh, disappointment or uh, distance. Like sometimes I feel like for me, like being corrected, if I'm like across a table or across a room and I'm being corrected, that means I don't have a relationship here. Like I'm not, you know, so that's why I feel like I always want to like touch my kids when that's happening, hold their hands. I mean, you know, and so, um, but I feel like that's not just even true for me of my kids. Like I need to make sure that that's how I treat the people that I love, that they also are entitled to an apology if I act stupid, you know, or, you know, I'm a dink. Like I've got to like make sure that that doesn't go on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if even, and sometimes like I, I might be, I might overcorrect. Sometimes I might think, oh, if 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 I were them and someone said that to me, I might think this, and I might even like, like try to preempt it. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, listen, I just said this and like, I could see where you might think I was saying this. I want to make sure like, so again, I might overcorrect, but I just feel like that's part of being an empath. I know that's a different kind of personality than everybody. And so there's an extra sense of sensitivity uh to that but even just like for everyone this idea of being agape you having a what would you say an affectionate regard uh for them and goodwill and a benevolence you know towards them yeah i feel like that's all part of that like we need to treat everyone like they're valuable like everyone as though they're a daughter or son of the king
1: yeah that's what church, that's what a church is right the, this is what a church is like i hope that i hope that what someone listened and, and found some nugget here that like, Oh, I never thought about it like that yeah because that's what my church family is. My church family is a, a, a collection of uh, a mosaic of people that are living life, studying the word, telling me how they interpret it. Yeah. And then me would go, Oh yeah, I never thought about it like that. That's right. Hey, that's a good take or I'm going to take that nugget
0: with parenting. Right.
1: You know, that's, you don't get that if you just show up on Sunday, check a box and move on with your right.
0: life. It's like having a Lego set with no one and you, trying to build it by yourself rather than doing it with someone that's been through it before.
1: If that's the, the church should be attraction rather than promotion. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't have to have commercials that say, Hey, your life will get a lot better if you just do some stuff, right? Come here do some stuff, find some people right. that are just positive. Church should be attraction, yeah. you know, but yeah the, you should want these things. Yeah. There are people that are living joyous,
0: loving, peaceful lives. With what, what did you say? The opposite of the attraction was, was it obligation? what did you say? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. It was a word. Some of us, whatever the opposite of attraction, like it's gotta be that. This can't be like a thing that you're checking about promotion. promotion. Yeah. So, I mean, if it is like, start with that question, start with like, why, why, why do I see church as just something I've got to do to make my spouse happy right. or to like, you know, whatever, like, you know, and then get down to that because like people haven't been going to church for two thousand years because, you know, it proved to be something that we meant something to our spouse. Like it's gotta mean something to you. It's gotta take root in you. It's gotta make a difference for you. And if it's not, ask yourself why. And if it's yeah. not happening for you at life church, brother, get out of here and go find a church where you do find that. You know, or if you're not a life church person, like find it doesn't matter. Find a place where you feel that, where you feel like this is adding to my life. That it's not just good music or a good speaker that this is adding to my life. And if you can't find a place, then you have to say, well, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what, how am I looking at this or how am I approaching this where I'm not finding that? Right. Cause that's, that's, I, I, I pity, I pity
1: that. I pity people that have no purpose. You know, yeah. I, I pity people that don't feel the love I feel. You know the the peace, the joy I feel. There's a long time now that I've had peace, but there was a time where I was not peaceful, and it's it's an, if if you want what I have, come and get it. It's given away free, free, and I I, I feel sad for people that don't have that calling, that yeah. don't have the yearning to be close to a family,
0: the people that want to love them. Yeah, I dig that. That's good. Hey, listen, if you uh, enjoyed this podcast, we would love it if you would um, share it on uh, social media, or if you would rate and review uh, the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The more people that rate and review it and share it, the more people can hear what we feel like are encouraging words, because it's all about lifting each other up and all about uh, agape and making sure that everyone can find a connection uh, in faith. I think it's pronounced agave. It's not agave at all, bro. It's like There's not even a V in it, bro. Anyway, thanks, Keith, for being here. I'm glad you were here. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time.